You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Melanie. And in the future, when you want to diet, instead of going and getting a bunch of crappy diet food, you'll just read articles that are written so realistically that you will feel like you've eaten a full meal. This is Jesse. In the future, we will render the dental industry obsolete when foods become entirely liquid. So teeth are no longer necessary. So infants will have all their teeth removed. So upside, no root canals. Downside, no crunchy peanut butter or crunchy, well, anything. This is the future the liberals want. This is Randy. And in the future... Welcome to the Growlix Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> episode number 84, or is it? It is. Is okay. it? Are it you is. sure? Yeah, because last time was 83. Or was it? It was. <laughs> okay. But was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 We're cryptic 84. <laughs> cryptic 84. Uh, this episode, we are talking about, it's our pull list episode, and we will be talking about Chew. Choo, choo, choo. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not giving that beep, beep. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it keeps going, yeah. So let's talk about how wonderful Chew is. Wait, 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 wait. What's a pull list? What's a pull list? And why are we talking about it? The pull list is the list that we have up on our website, and it's got books, and you get to pull and make your vote on which one you like. And then that's the one that we read the next month. And if you don't like any of the ones that are on there, you can put a new one on there and then hopefully somebody else will vote on it and eventually we'll read it. It stays on the list until it's got the most votes and then we'll read it. And we do that every month. The poll is always there, but we, every month we pick the one with the most, the most votes and we read that for next month. And we've got some things on there that have been there for a while. And we have some things that are brand spanking new. Woo! I don't know why I don't know why brand new things get spankings, but they do. Because you gotta make sure they're awake. Yeah, we're awake. You gotta smack that baby on the buttocks. I was gonna say, is that because of the baby thing? Yeah. Oh. Oh. I learned a yeah. thing today. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's brand spanking new. Cause you get a spanking when you're a baby. So, so you wow. breathe. Make yeah. sure you breathe. Because, you know, you can't just tell that it's alive. <laughs> Speaking of things that are both old and new on the list and winning the poll, next month we'll be reading Marvel's G.I. Joe. So that's some classic G.I. Joe, some Larry Hamas or Hama. Larry Hama. Awesome. I'm, I'm, Melanie is ecstatic. Woo! There's actually something that's like brand, brand, brand new that's in second place. This blood, really? re- this blood realm. Uh, I was telling Ooh. Randy about it just the other day. We were looking at it, and uh, it's in second place 
Oh, like it was not until now. So that's that's newly updated information. Go to grogspodcast.com and vote on whatever you want us to read next after G.I. Joe, which again, Melanie's super excited for. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it until we get your true reaction. Yo, Joe. Whoa. <laughs> okay. First up, before we get to Chew, which was our last month's winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, gameplay video still happening. Go to Grolic's YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Grolic's podcast. And uh, we got we got the great gameplay videos. We got the gameplay. We got the gameplay. It's where oh. you go for gameplay. Don't don't hate the don't hate the player. Hate the game, but don't hate the Play. player. <laughs> or the game player. Right. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we don't we we don't have a whole lot of uh, in house news for this episode. So one of the things we don't always talk about uh, is our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group. Did you know that? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's actually growing. It's actually growing. Uh, that and uh, that's awesome. Uh, we would like to grow more. So we would like to give it some sunshine. We would like to give it some rain. We'd like to give it a little plant food or fertilizer or whatever Facebook groups need, whatever dogs need so that they that they're satisfied and stop <laughs> interrupting the podcast. So we'd like uh you if you are a fan of the show to go check it out if you're on the Facebooks. Uh check out uh you you can find it. It's uh just look facebook.com/group/grolicspodcast. Hey, there we go. That's that's what you do. So yep. uh, go check it out. We we post uh, just random shenanigans, and we also post stuff that's relevant to the show. So uh, we would love to have your interaction there. And when we do Facebook Lives through the Facebook page, the Grolix Facebook page, we'll also hopefully uh, remember to post them to the <laughs> remember group to post as them well. Group. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, oh, that I should set up a short link for that. Uh, GrolixPodcast.com slash group. That'll get you there. There we go. I'll set Ooh, up a redirect. I like it. It's snappy. It's to the point. It's to the point. You know, and those are the things that I would choose. I would choose them to be snappy and to the point. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I made the very (laughs) conscious decision to let you just flounder in that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for choosing (laughs) to do that. Yep. Very conscious choice. Okay, so we're going to talk about you. Me? We're talking about you. We're going to talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, we will be discussing Chew Volume 1, as in the trade paperback. It's like the first uh, five issues of the comic series. Okay, the series started in June of 2009. 2009? I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah. That's, oh, that's it almost wasn't even new. Almost 10 years old. That's crazy. It wasn't even new when we started reading it back. No, I knew yeah. that. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Okay. Written and lettered by John Lehman. Penciled, inked, and colored by Rob Gilroy. Gillery. The way it's Gillery. Okay. Gillery. Rob Gillery. Yeah. And uh, Volume One, Chase Taster's Choice, is what they call the trade paperback. It's the name of the arc. Yeah. So Chew. Basically, this is about Tony Chew. Tony Chew. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of course. It's very. I get confused by him and his siblings. (laughs) Oh, he has a. In this, he has a a brother that pops up, but that's it. Oh, well, he has multiple siblings. Chow Chew. Was it Chow? Yeah. Yeah. 
more food, more food puns. <laughs> um, but who was a cook on TV? Yep. So Tony Chu is a detective who has a power. What do they call it? He's like a cybopathic or yeah, yeah. cybopathic. Yeah. So basically pretty much anything he can eat, anything he eats, he gets like visions of, you know, I don't know, from that thing's history. Mm -hmm. It uses the example of like if he eats like vegetables, he'll get like, you know, visions of like the insects and pesticides that were used on it and all that to where it kind of makes him sick. And, you know, with meat, it's like usually slaughterhouse images and stuff. And so he hates eating. The only thing he can eat are beets. And they, oddly enough, don't do that. Like that's the only food that doesn't, it gives him nothing. So he he actually likes beets. So he'll eat them. I don't say he likes them, but. Well, he, he eats, he likes to eat them because they don't give him horrible visions. Yeah. So he's a food psychic. Yep. Uh, and, you know, that could be handy if you're a detective and you have to gnaw on a, gnaw on a perp once in a while. <laughs> and ironically, what, he I, is a cop anyways. Like he's just a normal cop at the beginning of this thing. Yeah. He very quickly. So the plot of this is kind of interesting, but I don't know. I don't know how much I have to say other than like it very quickly segues him into working for the FDA. Oh, and that's another thing. Apparently there was some type of bird flu. Mm-hmm. Avian flu. Avian flu that wiped out a whole bunch of people. So chicken and uh, fowl, like eating meat, birds as meat is illegal. And there's like black market chicken dealers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he ends up the FDA who's like, does the FDA really have like agents like that? Or is that just ridiculousness? They don't, right? What? I think they what? have agents, but they don't like SWAT they're not agents. Like, <laughs> no, they're not like that. I don't think. I mean, I think they they come in and they probably will bust a place for not being up to code, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So in this world, the FDA is basically its own like FBI style uh, agency. Well, it is oh. to an extent because yeah. that's they they're the ones that go and get like a. Uh, Drugs. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Well, where does the tobacco and firearms and all that they, come in? The, they go for the guns. Um, you so, generally... like, the FDA is usually the, their job is to kind of green light whether or not a, uh, like, a drug, like a pharmaceutical would be um, allowed on the market, that kind of thing. There's another, uh, there's another federal bureau that's involved in, like, drug trafficking and that kind of thing. But, like, fake drugs, I thought, were part of their thing. That might be. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're here. They're like the FBI. This is, this is a hyperbolic version of the FDA. Yeah. Where they're, like, they have cold cases and stuff that, you know. But anyway, he gets, like, apparently there are three of these people in the world that have this ability. And one of them works for the FDA. And I don't know how they know about you. It's because they're, he's on a case. With, oh, because he got that bust based on gnawing on the dude's face. Yeah. Well, it didn't start off just him gnawing on the dude's face. It was the guy got cut or something and his blood got into, into his suit. mouth. Yeah. And he started to see what was going on. So he. He's basically. A, yeah. He, he discovered and tried to arrest a serial killer based on the soup that he tasted. 
mm-hmm. that had the guy's blood in it. And the serial killer ended up killing himself, but you know, he gnawed on his face and got the names of like 20 victims or something. So it was a big bust, but at the same time, like he, he was, ate somebody's face. He was caught eating this guy's face. So he was about to get a, he, he was basically being fired or suspended from the police force when the FDA guy come in and was like, you're working for us. So they very quickly segue in him into you're working for the FDA. Oh, and his partner got his face hatched, face hatcheted. Yeah. During that bust. And his boss is at the FDA is a jerk and he hates him. <laughs> but kind of the, that's kind of life. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and yeah, I don't know. So that's, that's the whole thing. That's the whole setup. Uh, and then some other crazy stuff happens. So chew, what what do you what do you, do you guys know about Chew and what do you think? Well, I had previously read it and it is fantastic. So I was psyched to skim it again. I wish we could have gotten farther because some of the best stuff hasn't happened yet. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I brought up his partner for a reason. It, it comes later though. We didn't get to read it, but his partner comes back. Okay. But he's awesome. And there's some alien things happening and aliens. Alien oh, wow. things. Okay. And and then there's an awesome crossover with Revival, which is not this kind of book at all. No. Um, so if you do read this, continue reading it because it, it gets even, it only gets better. So I had read, I swear I read this volume. I think I read this and I don't recall re- reading any further. So I'd read this before, mm-hmm. but I'd always heard good things and I enjoy it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this reread of this first volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good. And we can get more into specifics on what we liked about it. But first, Jesse, how about you? I had not read this. I knew the premise because it gets high praise. So I knew that I wanted to read it. I knew that it had an interesting premise and I just hadn't yet. So I did enjoy it. And and it's interesting that you guys are like, like you're giving me little snippets of what's to come here uh, because it's like, just flipping through the pages of of how the thing kind of gets set up, it's like wow that escalated quickly, and then yes. and then you're telling me there's like well th- this this happens and that happens, and I was like oh so that's just kind of how it goes, <laughs> like things just yeah. escalate quickly because that's that's kind of what happens like the the uh, his initial partner uh, being like dead just boom out of the blue. That escalated quickly. His brother being this uh, chef that that just basically rage quits. Uh, that escalated quickly. Uh, <laughs> aliens. I, I, I'm feeling like that escalates quickly. Uh, then, <laughs> then his new partner being who he is. That escalates quickly. Like it just goes from zero to sixty. So yeah, I, I'm sensing a trend. Yeah, no, I, I dig it. Uh, just to get that out of the way right off the bat, I'll I'll say more about why as we as we get going. But yeah. I will say one thing to speak on the escalating quickly. Yeah, it definitely does. And that's, you know, what I was saying about him, like very quickly getting ushered over to like, suddenly you're working for the FDA now. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And we're doing that. And then it does escalate quickly after that. There's a development with his new partner. And I kind of don't like that. Like, I feel like to me, it's a, that's one of my criticisms. And I'm sure if I kept reading on, it'd be fine. The story just keeps going, but I kind of don't like that little turn out of Mm -hmm. nowhere. Right. Um, Because, I, I I don't know. I wanted to see more adventures with these guys. Yeah, and uh, I liked him. Well, I was gonna say he's got an epic beard and, and mustache his, or whatever. His his partner's pretty. The he's new awesome. the partner is pretty pippish. He can like kick butt, and he's very sophisticated seeming, and he's fun. So yeah, it's disappointing. But you wouldn't be disappointed if you continued reading. Okay. I'll okay. Okay. Cool. 
I like the tone of it. It's a very strange, I mean, the concept is a little weird, obviously, but it also handles it like it's very gross. Oh yeah. It's oh, super man. gross. Yeah. And, and the art style, I mean, maybe it's a little early to jump into the art style, but the no, art style word. lends itself so well to it. Like, like everything is gross, you know, it, but it's also very like stylized and, and kind of fun. you like the art style is kind of fun uh-huh. at the same time that it's like, even from the early pages on, you like the very first pages are him like preparing the soup the, 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 you know, this guy that they're going to eventually come after. And then he cuts his finger, you know? So like you've got all the, uh, the very procedural preparing of food and then blood and just the future is dirty. Not, and not in the way, like we, we kind of, uh, like I, when I think about like the gritty and that kind of thing, we talk about like Kevin Eastman's, uh, Ninja Turtle run when we, when we reviewed that, uh, it, this uh-huh. is, this is different. This is more like everything has a stain to it you know like things are rendered they're rendered well but they're also rendered simply but everything has like this kind of i don't know like dirty like needs to be washed kind of quality to it which is yeah which is particularly effective when it's a a story so much about food but it's Mm -hmm. like the most disgusting aspects of just food yeah. Food that makes you see visions, food that's always tainted, black market chicken. There's no chicken that's good black market chicken. <laughs> Synthetic chicken too, like chicken that's just basically in a vat. Yeah. Or, or an oil drum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gross. Like I love, one of my favorite parts is early on in there, but he's like he's like there, there's one that's good at that guy. He's like, no, he's just got like a wing and a and a and a thigh. Just let him be. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, guy probably spent his whole month's salary on that. <laughs> and then the next guy right. comes out with like twenty pounds of chicken in bags. He's like, oh, that's your brother. Yeah. <laughs> what genre would it be? I, I, comedy, really? It's yeah. Ca- yeah, like comedy it's like horror, maybe. Procedur- no, not horror, it's like but- procedural uh, crime drama, but comedy <laughs> it's definitely funny yeah 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 it's super interesting and to touch more on the art like i think the art looks great you're right jesse it's definitely like it does feel dirty Jimmy. it is it, it not like not like ooh dirty just like kind of gross uh not that the art looks gross it just very, conveys that feeling very well the okay, characters here- Here's a oh, weird pitch. Ahead. Here's a weird pitch for how to explain it. It's like um it's like Men in Black meets Lethal Weapon meets Super Size Me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just the way the power, like the way it portrays that power. It's like, yeah, that'd be disgusting. But all, also okay. like it means he has to gnaw on dead things and yeah. people and stuff sometimes. <laughs> they don't always have to be dead either. Yeah. Oh yeah, I suppose not. No. My future prediction though, was about the power of his girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, do they, spoilers, do they hook up eventually? Oh, is she not his girlfriend yet? Nope. Just okay, a crush. Well. Just a crush. <laughs> you didn't skim hard enough, did you? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. No, yeah. She's just a crush in this. I'm glad it seems like they went there, though, because they set it up pretty well. Mm-hmm. But, well, he sees a girl who is appealing to him. Yeah. And... Fortunately, she also happens to be a food critic who has the extremely rare ability to write descriptions of her food so well that the reader can actually taste it. Yes. And but we are found we discover this when she writes 
a review that makes everyone who reads it vomit instantly, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. But he, as soon as he, like, then he's in love once he, like, discovers this because he can actually taste food without all the horrible visions of things. Only if she writes it, though. An egg? Like, there's this, like, terrorist organization, this politically motivated terrorist organization about the uh, supposed, like, conspiracy that that the avian flu was faked and all this and they <laughs> pop up out of nowhere and there's just like it's so weird just crazy stuff happens in this it's all crazy is uh, it crazy crazy. though is it crazy <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I, I like the way the characters are drawn they're like squat squ- squatty but i don't know it's hard yeah like they have teeny tiny legs and big huge shoulders the, the like the muscular guys do yeah lanky too you know like uh his partner he's very barrel chested big frame and then teeny tiny legs mm-hmm. yep and chew is just like he's a matchbook man he's like uh it'd be fun to see a uh, david Tennant type character play him yeah definitely like uh, yeah a skinny dude i think the characterization is very is is pretty solid like chew is not a bad character he's he's definitely kind of a, he's not a jerk but he's not necessarily like he's not a fun guy no. In himself. Like he's a very by the books, mm-hmm. prim and proper type guy. And it, it it conveys that well without being over the top about it. Yeah. I like his first partner was like, I'm the, the whatever, whatever, you know. No, yeah. No, no rules holds of, barred. Yeah. You know, out of control cop with a good heart or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like he even says outright like what their characters are. Uh, and he's like, you know. He gets ready to go and he like grabs a shotgun and he cocks. He's like, lock and load. And the other guy's like, you sound like an idiot when you say that. He's like, I don't care. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I don't know. That's a good like description of like the tone of it. Yeah. They manages to be over the top without like seeming like it's trying too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it comes naturally. Yeah. Because the whole is. world is over the top. So, like, when something goes over the top, it's like, eh, I buy it. Like, the guy yep. on the on the plane that has, like, a new type of fruit. <laughs> like, why is that important? But Oh, that was so weird. Yeah. And they never give yep. you a reveal on it unless that's coming later. Um, it comes later. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, cause... you get all these little dangling plot threads that could lead anywhere. And uh, you get that impression that they will. That they're going to pay it, off. Well, but a lot of them do. And that's the great part. Because you never really know what's important. You got to like w- watch it all. Like Randy at first, I think, didn't catch. But he was trying to rush that um, the second partner was the vampire guy that the Russians were talking about during the shootout at the planetarium. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Did you not catch that either? No. Well, then I guess you guys suck. I don't yeah, know. Uh, well, but... I mean, it kind of it kind of makes sense because he's rendered a certain way. Yeah. Is mm. he actually a vampire or is that just the nickname they give him? That's the nickname that they give him because, because he, he has that power. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. He eats people. I love I, I love the uh I love the little Arctic uh <laughs> encampment and the and the uh, you know, like it's a it's a bizarre hyperbolic uh social commentary about these government projects where it's like we get thirty four million dollars worth of funding every year and we have to look at a planet, one planet. Yeah. <laughs> so one we planet. have more money than we could ever spend. So what do we do? We spend it on hooker, booze, and some weird stuff. 
<laughs> There's a guy like lovingly staring at a llama or whatever yes. it is. <laughs> yeah. Alpaca. And they're like, yeah, Alpaca. we can get pretty much anything we want, even up here. Oh, you know what? I guess it's not a complete stretch that there's aliens because that's one thing that like came out of nowhere. And I'm assuming it's the planet they were supposed to be watching where shortly after that sequence, it then goes to like this alien planet and there's people there. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. it like explodes or something and disappears into nothing. And it's like a total non sequitur almost. And you just was that I'm guessing that's the planet they were supposed to be watching. And it's like as soon as they look away or well, I guess technically they all got shot, but as soon as they're negligent on their duties, the planet explodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, okay, nobody's looking. Do it now. Do it now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. But it's great fun. Yeah, I, I liked it. I like it. I feel like the concept on its own is it's quirky and it's weird, but it's interesting enough to, like, make for, you know, uh, kind of a good setup for a story. But then, like, to throw the whole chicken thing and – just the kind of all over it's not it's not necessarily that it's all over the place it's not like um you know like we've talked about like tank girl and milk and cheese where it's just like those are all over the place yeah kind of insanity it's that it feels like it's progressing forward and it's all like it's definitely like a linear story it's just crazy stuff happens out of nowhere like yeah that you don't expect so it's all over the place in that respect full of surprises yeah and it's quirky enough to where most things that it throws at you, you just kind of like, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I buy it. Because you do. And you'll buy it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> How much? Is- I, I still want to give you like spoiler hints, but I can't because that's rude. Yeah, you shouldn't. I'm not going to, but man, there's one, some stuff. One thing they do that I think is really interesting, and I don't know if I've ever seen it before. They give us a hard reveal without giving us a hard reveal uh, where they like uh, he discovers a thing and it's a blank word balloon. And he clearly said what's going on, but they're not going to let us have it yet. Like when he confronts his partner and he's like, I just got and when he discovers it, he discovers this like blank thing, you know. And then uh, then when he sees his partner and he finally confronts him on it, he it's just blank word balloon and he's like you know he turns and looks like what you know you know and uh and he's but we don't know what it is i'm so torn on that it feels so cheap it feels so cheap (laughs) but (laughs) but but it's kind of funny too like that's oh yeah yeah it feels cheap but at the same time it's like you know what okay it's kind of a pat. I give it a pass because I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that before. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do anything like that in comics. So it's like, yeah, on on one on one hand, it's a cheat and it's cheap, and I'm like, ah, I want to know. But on the other hand, I'm like, that's clever. I don't think I've ever seen that before, and I it's kind of like re- it. ridiculous in a way that makes sense. You're like, okay, I buy it in this book. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Again, again. Okay, why not? All right, roll with it. And you will again. No, <laughs> <laughs> you will just just go with it. So I mean, there's hard. It's hard to really like dig into it. It's only five issues, but then again, like the pace is so quick. There is a lot of stuff that happens in this five issues. Yeah, yeah there is. But I'm kind of hard pressed to really know where what else to talk about on it because it's too good, and there's nothing to complain about. <laughs> for 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 me, it's like uh, 
again, food puns, wetting my appetite for more. Uh, uh, and, and, and since I don't know what's coming up, I mean, like I, I know there's <laughs> based on, uh, what I get on this foundation, I could get anything. And I don't know what I'm going to get, but right now I'm in a state of what ifs. Like we were just barely seeing him explore his ability and and what it does and what it means and what kind of weird tangents it'll take him on and what kind of false leads it's going to take him on. And it makes me it makes me have a lot of what ifs. Like like mm-hmm. what can he do with this? What if they uh, opened a thing of ashes in a room with a fan? Oh God! Oh yeah! Oh so. There's been talk of Chu becoming something like, like a movie, TV show, yeah. or a movie. Oh, I hope they go. I hope they go TV show because it seems like trying to cram all of this craziness into one movie. You could have, I don't know. They'd have to do it really well. Yeah, and that'd be difficult. But they've been doing really good with. They've been doing really good with comic book movies. I mean, TV shows. I mean, lately. Yeah, yeah. With TV true. shows. I think give him the long form. Give him room to breathe. Uh, as fast paced as this is, it feels like it needs time to develop, mm-hmm. which is what it has right now in in comic form. Okay, so this is old news. Like literally, this is old news. This is from this was updated in two thousand uh, December of two thousand seventeen, but I can't find anything more recent. Uh, but originally, they were reporting that it was it was in development for as an animated series. Hmm. Okay, that would be good. But that was canceled. And it was again uh, supposedly in development as a live action TV series. Mm-hmm. And the update on that from December 2017 is that no project is currently in development. Okay, that's pretty- so there's nothing. Uh, uh, that's a shame. I think if you can pull off a show like Monk or a show like Psych, and Psych had what, seven seasons or something? And they still make movies on the USA network? I think Chu has some real potential. Yeah, and their uh, their thing was like a pineapple. Come on. <laughs> I think an animated series could potentially do well, but it not something on like a network, like on a broadcast network or something. You think like an old, like an Adult Swim or? <sighs> well, yeah, it could potentially be okay on Adult Swim. I mean, as with most properties, I'd rather see it go to something like a Netflix or somewhere where they have. Mm, yeah. Where they're not, where they could pretty much just do whatever they want, not really worry about ratings or. Uh, baby, have you seen Adult Swim? That's true, and I can't imagine they worry too much about ratings with the way they handle some of their shows. But some of their shows are like too madcap, though. Like I, I feel like this one would be almost too serious for Adult like, Swim. <laughs> yeah, if it's if it's going to be less than three years between seasons, then we just can't. Uh, right. <laughs> That's true. If it went to Adult Swim, yeah. You get 10 episodes every three years or so. Venture Brothers. I know. Uh, and Metalocalypse that never came back ever again. I, I think it ended how it ended. What? It's not an ending. I know. They were doing something with Toki, and Toki's my favorite, and I want to know what happened. I know. I know. Well, even Rick and Morty, like, now we know we get 70 more episodes, but we don't know when. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 70 more episodes in five years. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's notorious for stuff like that, too, though, isn't he? Who Dan Harmon? Yeah. Well, yeah, his series are always kind of a mess, right? And I, I don't listen to Harmon Town anymore, so I, I like have no idea. Like that would otherwise be a pretty good place to kind of get insight as to what the deal is, but or as much as he's allowed to talk 
you know, legally because they have contracts and binding, whatever, disclosure agreements and stuff. Right. Okay. Well, chew. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much more to say about it. I like it. It's, I mean, this is, again, a lot of ha- a lot happened, but at the same time, it's pretty short, like five issues we read. It's a quick read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a quick read, but I like the tone. It's very, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty unique. It is unique. Definitely. I don't think you're going to find anything like it anywhere. I can't believe it's 10 years old. I did not realize that. Because everything good is old. Everything good is old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do we get this in front of more people? You know, like, okay, so the normal question is, who would you give this to? How do we get this in front of more people? Does it need to be a TV show? Is that it? Probably. That would help because people don't read anymore. Because even I knew this was good and it took a poll list to get it in, in like literally in front of me. I even yeah. I even owned it. You, <laughs> you know, even owned I, it. Yeah, I've had, I think that humble bundle. I probably bought it over a year ago, and uh, you know it wasn't until we did this episode and it was on the poll list that I actually read it. I would recommend it to anybody, really. And I don't know. Uh, maybe that's what we need to do: is just have copies and take them out and be like, read this now, now, <laughs> read it now, do it. I think I'd recommend it to somebody with certain like they kind of. It's not necessarily like black humor. Or with dark humor, or whatever they call it, dark right? Humor. Uh, but they kind of got to be okay with kind of twisted humor, right? Because I mean, I th- there's comedy elements in there that in here that are kind of absurd and kind of just you know generally ridiculous. But the premise enough, the premise and some of the comedy around the premise is gross enough to where it could turn some people off, perhaps. Sure. Um, but I look think at that- how many people watch crime drama. Though I think that. People are weird though because people will watch murder shows. They'll watch crime dramas and until you know forever. But the, the, at the same time, they don't like horror because you know, it's gross. It's like are you are you, you watch like the more realistic depictions of murder and the stuff of results of murder, but you can't handle horror. Like people are weird about that stuff, right? But that's why I think they would be able to handle this because they do it procedurally, sort of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I think it, I think it would appeal to more people than you think it would. It's a weird cross section. It's like a cross section of people who like Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, and people who like Rick and Morty because it's like that same kind of almost nihilistic uh, thing. But it's it's more lighthearted than Rick and Morty. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, for definitely. sure. I don't know. For sure. So weird. It's such a weird thing. But I I think. I think it would appeal to a lot of people. I just don't know who these people are. <laughs> like, what's I'm going to make what's, my mom read it. What's the audience, you know? I don't know. My dad might not like it, but my dad doesn't like anything. But my mom and my sisters would all like it, I think. I think anybody really? that likes the preacher television show would like this at least. Maybe? Oh, for sure. But no, I think, if, yeah, if people are into the preacher television show, I think they would. Uh, it's got like a similar type of ridiculousness, but I don't know how many people would actually actually are into the preacher television show because right. it's, it's weird. It's weird. It is. Know? It is weird. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I think I, I, think I love it too. Yeah. But people, I don't know. People get turned off by a certain level of weirdness. I don't know why. Cause if they, if they would just go with it, they'd rather have their murder more realistic and their sexual assaults and whatnots that happen in those shows all the time. I know. And they're gross and weird. I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of those shows. Those uh, procedural cop dramas. But then again, I'll get on a big kick and watch like a bunch of Netflix 
detective shows. It's got to be British. That's what it is. You need no, it to be British. It doesn't have to be British. It helps if it's British. <laughs> and also, I discovered what was it? Nordic Nor Nor or something like that. Mm. What? Uh, it's yeah. It's a genre of detective. Usually, it's detective shows. Uh, the lead's not always a woman, but sometimes a woman. And it's basically just like a dreary, gritty uh, detective show where the lead detective is like, I mean, the crime, the case and stuff is important, but it's more about essentially usually a self-destructing detective dealing with this like ongoing case. So it becomes, I don't know, it feels more like 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 Broadchurch. Very much like Broadchurch. <laughs> yeah, no. That's Broadchurch is like totally that genre, but okay. it's it's like a British interpretation of that genre. As we were just talking, I, I started thinking, Chu is vaguely uh Twin Peaks esque. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could see that for sure. You got the crime angle, but also it's a world inhabited with quirky characters. And mm-hmm. just stuff that you're like, what's happening here? You know, so like, uh-huh. is there an alien planet? What's what, what's happening? There was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is he getting sucked through that tube? No, I'm sorry. That was that was <laughs> sucked through that tube. That was from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Which two? There's so much weird stuff happened in into, that last Twin Peaks series. Box. The Twin Peaks: The Return or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it was so good, but it was so weird. It was pure weirdness. I know. I loved it. Some of it was kind of disturbing, even. Here, David Lynch. Here's a huge budget. And 20 hours to fill. Have fun. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Oh it's God. amazing. Can you imagine if – who would you want to do this? Dreamcast this thing. Uh, oh. So, like, would you want a David Lynch to do Chew? Ooh, no. No. No, I don't think so. He'd go He'd go weird <laughs> places with it. He'd go way weird. Yeah. He, yeah, he'd go way too far in the wrong direction. Somebody who does have quirky sensibility like that but can handle – a more straightforward comedy. Like David Lynch has like a sense of humor, but it's just a really weird sense of humor. And you need somebody who you need Joss Whedon. Uh, Except maybe he might yeah. make it a little, he might go a little too cutesy with it, but I think that the enough of the, the murder and things might, maybe might may pull him out of it. I don't know if he'd go gory enough though. Like I've, I mean, okay. So he had, he didn't direct, he didn't direct it, but he had involvement with, Cabin in the Woods, but outside of that, I can't think of anything where he like really engaged in like gory kind of gross out humor. And in a way, that's kind of what this needs. Yeah. Not like 90s teen comedy gross out humor, but, you know, horror movie gross out humor where it's ridiculous gore in humor situations. Who did the new uh, Cab? No, no. Evil Dead. Who did the new Evil Dead? I don't remember. Well, okay, the guy that left Ash versus Evil Dead during the second season, that guy, hmm. because the second season of Ash versus Evil Dead was insane and over the top mm-hmm. in weird, gross out, gory ways yes. that would be perfect for a chew. Mm-hmm. But then him and the other, not Sam Raimi, but the other Raimi who had control of the property had disagreements. So the guy left. Yeah. That guy. Bring him on if you're going to do a TV show. And like, if it's going to be live action, bring him on and do it with, uh, I'd say stars, but I don't know that stars has the viewership to keep a show going for very long. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of like to see like a, almost like a John Cho, 
You know, like somebody, you know, like we know him from Harold and Kumar. Um, like t- take him from that Harold Ooh. and Kumar role and put him in the Tony Chu uh, role and make him very straight laced. Or that if you work, were, or if you want to go even younger, you could almost go with the guy who plays Kyler in uh, Cobra Kai. But my like the when I envision it, the first okay, thing that comes okay. to mind is is John Cho mainly because he's no, yeah that's a- you're like he's super recognizable. So mm-hmm. no, that's actually pretty good. I think yeah, I think that'd be perfect. Honestly, no, they'll probably cast some white guy. <laughs> oh God, they'll cast some white guy. There'll be a bunch of backlash, and then they'll fix it by casting uh, a Korean. <laughs> right? Yeah, dude. That's what. Okay, so I'm not familiar enough with Hellboy comics, mm-hmm. but. A, the new movie, mm-hmm. uh, there's a character from Hellboy in there mm-hmm. who um, is, what is he? I think he's supposed to be like a, a Japanese-American or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's one of the more well-known characters in the comics. Mm-hmm. And they initially, when they are casting the movie, cast a white guy. They cast the guy that played uh, the, the villain in the first uh, Deadpool movie. Super white guy, British accent. Uh. They cast him. And people are like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. So they recast it with a Korean guy. And it's like, oh, it's oh you're so close. Still kind of not so the same. So far away. Yeah. Still kind of not the same. <laughs> uh, so I guess, you know, people are like, oh, that's better. It's like, it, I mean, it mm, is it is. though? <laughs> it it well, feels slightly more insulting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could, you could just do it right. As a straight white guy. I confidently say that's going to be my thing this year. Apparently every episode. <laughs> oh my. But then again, I mean, no, they're, they should have cast him right. But th- sometimes it works the opposite way. Like there was the thing I was reading recently about racism in the industry and a black guy went to try out for, I forget what the movie was, but it was a period piece. It was like old timey, like I don't know, Romans maybe let's say. And they were like, there weren't they or there weren't black people then, so you can't be in the movie. And he's like, there were black people, maybe there weren't a lot of them around, but they existed, you know. And they were like, no, no, sorry, we can't do that. <laughs> I like the idea that there weren't black people back then, <laughs> no, anywhere no, yeah. in the world. Oh my so, God. but you know, what a they, weird thing you know, to say, right? Well, I'm sure it was some stupid, like outfit person i don't know who we you know what i mean yeah it yeah. wasn't the important people in the in the in some the, random casting director down the line yeah or something right so so you can get you can not get parts because of your race but then you again wouldn't get parts because of your race also and it's just a sh- poopy it's a poopy poopy time that's it's to not be white <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes well some white people would disagree some white people would say it's it's a dangerous time to be a young white straight male in America, specifically. As a confident anyway. white male, I can confidently say they should read more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the period piece is tricky because on the white uh, on the white <laughs> on the white side because <laughs> on the white hand. <laughs> <laughs> on the white hand oh my goodness I'm white handed made me shoot a little I think we're done here <laughs> <laughs> they'll do an autopsy and we'll get the results back in two to three weeks no one knows what happened here
So we have no letters page. <laughs> letters page. We have none. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, time travel, Randy. Tell us what to do. Blue, 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 blue. Oh, that's not quite the sound. Oh, well. <laughs> no, that's not either. Are you doing like the Wayne's World? Like, <laughs> perfect. Yes, <laughs> to me out of this weird racist Freudian slip period. <laughs> wasn't racist. But... <laughs> Chew in the <laughs> Chew and white handedness. <laughs> oh. White hand Don't dominant. Don't bite the white hand. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that's got a bad connotation. Oh. Yeah, it does. Yep. Merry Christmas. This is Randy from In the Future. Wait. What's the, what month is this? Oh, I just missed it. Happy Easter? Labor Day? Arbor Day? Pres- President's Day? Ah. Anyway, I come back from in the future because these numbskulls forgot to tell you how to send us letters. And in the future, we need letters. Send us an email at letters at grawlixpodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. Letters. As in that thing that you only get for the holidays. Or is that a postcard? It doesn't matter. Send us an email. Or you could send us an MP3. Do a voice recording, wrap it up in an MP3, throw a bow on it, email it to letters at grawlixpodcast.com. Is that too complicated for you? Or maybe you're like, I, I don't know how I'm listening to this podcast, but I don't even have a computer. Pick up your phone and dial 559-426-6427 to leave us a voice message. We'll play it on the show, provided you're not a pervert. That's 559-426-6427, or if this helps you remember, 559-4-COMICS. We want to hear from you, because uh, as I can attest in the future, we need your kind words, because I'm lost in time. Episode 100, I'm just trying to get back to episode 100. All right, future Randy out. So how about the Hellboy? When's that coming? We, You know, that's uh, that's the trailer. We should have done a reaction video, too. Because I don't oh, care. Yeah, you guys had strong relax, rea- reactions, <laughs> reactions yeah, to it. Yeah, that's white. I mean, that's right. <laughs> you had a strong reaction to it. People in the group did. I did. You did. I didn't. I, I like, had a very indifferent a- reaction. It it it, it uh, brought a usually docile Holly to the group. It did. I was what like, whoa. See, I I didn't feel that way about it either. Like I. And just kind of like, uh, he's my re- yeah, yeah, he's I- my rebound he's my rebound Ron. <laughs> you guys are too easy to like just accept crap though. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know, I get it. I I just like ah, it's it's tough because <laughs> I like Del Toro. I, I like Guillermo's stuff, so it's it's gonna be tough on both hands. I don't know, With the left hand and the right hand. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that uh, one's not dying. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> yes, please let that be one of the like gaffs that just disappears into its obscurity and doesn't like become a running joke. Oh no, now you said it. So oh, yeah, it's over. I liked I I like Guillermo del Toro as well. Yeah. And I love me some Ron Perlman. Everybody the guy does. is a treasure. 
Yeah. Yes. I'm going to hug him. Of planet Earth. I know. I want him to pick me up and cradle me, and then I'll hug him. Me too. <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> I just want him to be president. And I want him to say, radiator. <laughs> like, in, like in City of the Lost Children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a lost child Fight me Ron Perlman <laughs> We were worried that we wouldn't have anything to say on this episode I think we've said too much <laughs> I think we've said enough Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyway That said I, I'm gonna, I'll revisit them I've never even watched the second Hellboy But I was not And maybe I was just not in the right mindset Or I was expecting some I remember not being super fond of the first Hellboy, or at least not super attached to it. So I'm kind of okay with it. But that said, this trailer looks like the movie. I mean, obviously they had money. There's a budget because mm-hmm. there's a lot of effects. Mm-hmm. And they don't ne- the effects themselves don't necessarily look bad. But the movie itself looks cheap in a weird way. Yeah. But I do. But you know what? I love the Stranger Things Sheriff, and that's 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 Hellboy. Yeah. He could maybe cradle me. Yeah. <laughs> No, because he'd be creepy. Or give you uh, ego like, waffles. It puts the lotion in the basket. I don't think he'd be creepy. <laughs> he might be creepy, but I don't think he'd be creepy in a sexual way. Well, that's not not necessarily a, in a sexual way either, baby. Oh, you're right. <laughs> that's the and I'm gonna skin you and wear you as a suit way. That's that's yeah, but not quite Buffalo sexual. Bill would skin you and wear you as a suit in a sexual way. That might be okay. <laughs> because he he's the would you growlix me? I growlix me, you know. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, uh I thought the I'm just, just uh, the Hellboy movies. Yes. To me felt like uh Watchmen. Where it was like really pretty. It looked nice. Ah, uh, okay. But I, can... I couldn't I couldn't feel anything about it, you know what I mean? Maybe that's part of like I do remember they looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Um and well, I maybe mean, that's part of they have John Hurt. They have uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who plays Abe Sapien, and I mean, like it's yeah, it's beautiful to look at for sure. And Guillermo del Toro, man, he does not skimp on the set dressing. No, and maybe that's part of it. This new one, with the exception of some shots in there, which are pretty crazy, but the new one doesn't have that look at all. Like I remember the other Hellboy movies of as having that. Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, almost like what they'd call what it, urban fantasy look, mm-hmm. where it's like it's like fantasy, but like modern day fantasy to where it's modern day, but it doesn't really look like look. It, it looks a combination of like, I don't know, uh, sci fi fairy tale world almost, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And this one doesn't doesn't look like that for the most part. Right. So maybe that's part of where I'm getting like the cheapness, but. No, it does look cheaper. Although I will say. I think it's his stringy black hair. This does feel like a seedy, a seedier Hellboy that I don't know that I'd want him to, yeah. <laughs> to cradle. Yeah. Cradle me. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, better. Yeah. He seems like he sells CDs out of like a, t- <laughs> a window tint he's shop or something. on multiple levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's seedy and he's compact disc at the same time. He's a seedy CD salesman. Hmm. Yeah. This is the worst. That tints your windows. That tints your windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if he's filmy too. If you're for half price, if you're a chick, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that adds a whole nother level. Yeah, no, that seems real. You've met oh, hell somebody like that. Boy. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I was gonna say that seems so real that you must have come across that in your life. Oh my god, I have. <laughs> oh, 
did you date that person? No, I did not. Thank God. <laughs> Didn't even let him to my windows. But I did buy some CDs off of him, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, we're in. This is awesome. We're in the Grolic Studios. Look, it's a plate of Mel's Hot Biscuits. I've heard about those. Oh, my God, check it out. Jesse and Randy's Beard Oil. I didn't know you can buy that in buckets. Well, that Sam Club's membership is really paying off. Okay, let's get in their computer and drop this promo. Okay, let's do it. We're the Roman Pontycast, and in the future, we're sneaking a promo on the Grolic Show. <laughs> okay, no, no, okay, seriously. Go, here, go. Here, here, here we go. I'm Roman LeBeau. And I'm Rob Gast. And we're from the Roman Podcast. We're just two Canadian guys getting together once a week to put our own spin on weird stories and trending news. That's right. You can get our show every Wednesday night on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, the Laughable app, and of course, here on the EMC Podcast Network. Okay, I think this. I think we got it. Uh, put that in their show. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. While I'm in their computer, I'm just going to update their comic book pull list for the next few months. What are you adding? Captain Canuck, of course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> This is Jesse. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the Grolic stuff. This has been Randy. A little floor spice makes everything Grolics. There you go. This is Melanie. And don't you love it when you come back from the Grolics and find your food waiting for you? Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Verbal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcast, visit GrolixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at Grolix Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. Choo choo, give me that beep beep. <laughs> oh wow, I don't even know the rest of that song. I don't know what he's singing, but I'm singing. <laughs> give me that choo choo, give me that beep beep. <laughs>